Welcome to the Property Voice Podcast, helping you to navigate safely through the world of property investing. Get the lowdown and updates, insights and outcomes on all matters property with a splash of entertainment along the way. The Property Voice, a voice to trust among the crowd. Now, let's get started with your host, Richard Brown. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Property Voice Podcast. My name is Richard Brown and as always, it's a pleasure to have you join me again on the show today. Well, we're still in the series, uh, Going Full-Time in Property, and obviously you can see there's a bit of a, a pattern emerging. We've gone from people who are at one end of scale and already um, can live off the fruits, let's say, of their efforts after some time uh, working full-time in property. And then we, over the last couple of weeks, we had a two-parter with what I call the second steppers. So people who are a little bit down the pathway, but can't quite, you know, retire to the beach, but they're, they're well on the way, uh, which was obviously the last couple of weeks. And these these next two weeks, so part one will be this week and part two next week, I had a panel discussion again with um, some uh, new adventurers, I think I'm going to call them, into property. So people really just sort of at the beginning of the journey, but their their full intention is to go full time in property. As you'll hear, there's a bit of a different timeline with some of their um, goals and their interests. So there's a little bit of something for everyone, I think, in uh, in amongst this. So we're joined today by Nana, Martin, Silvana, David, Sean, and Dominic. Um, and I was looking at, uh, I just listened back to that recording and I noticed actually that there's two of them are already full time. So they've literally stepped out and they're just sort of uh, going to make a go of this right from day one. And there were some interesting points there about, you know, developing multiple streams of income, um, you know, as they're doing that. Uh, there's a couple who were more accidental landlords and have decided to extend that and try and make it a bit of a thing if you like. So they started out more accidentally, but they're trying to make it much more professional, much more deliberate going on. So there's a couple of people in that camp. And there's a couple of people who um, really are deliberately wanting to go full-time in property, but it's very much a side hustle at the moment. And, um, you know, there's a day job involved and they're going to come back to that uh, later on. So that's setting the scene, setting the context. So I'm just going to hand over now and you're going to hear the introductions and a little bit about part one. And I'll perhaps come up and do a little bit of a, a summary in a few seconds. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Property Voice podcast. Um, I'm delighted to have you all with me um, on this special episode today. We've been running this series on going full-time in property, as uh, I mentioned in the discussion before we started talking. Um, some people are already well down that track and can literally put their feet up and sip pina coladas on the beach. Uh, but does that apply to you, by the way? Could you put your feet up, sip pina coladas just yet through property? No? Oh, okay, so we've got the Not right... Yet. Not yet. Well, we've got the right group here. So that's... <laughs> I like the style there, Martin. So what we've got, we, last week we had um, what I call the second steppers. So that's people who've perhaps stepped out, you know, to coin a phrase, and are a little bit down the track, but they're not quite at the end of the journey. And what I thought I'd do on this particular um, episode is just collect people who are perhaps slightly more towards the beginning, either have just literally stepped out or have been, you know, you know trying to go full time more permanently, if you like. So that's the, um, that's the audience that we've got, but less about me. What I thought I'd do is just go around the room, so to speak, and let you introduce yourselves. So um, I haven't necessarily got a roll call, um, so let's see how that goes. But if it's too much over-talking, I might start selecting names. But who would like to go for, first and lead us off and just tell us a little bit about themselves, what they were doing before property, and maybe um, how they got involved in property and what they're doing now? Should I go first? Oh, Sean's up. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm uh, Sean Thomas, uh, 38 years old. Um, background before property is aerospace manufacturing. Um, and I, I was kind of the, the classic uh, accidental landlord um, at first with, with one buy to let, um, which then led me on to buy another one some years later, maybe six or seven years later. Um, and it, it was at that point really that I, um, I sort of thought I'd better, better start, start taking this uh, more seriously. If, uh, and uh, that, that's how I uh, chose a path into, uh, into property really. 
So it started as an accidental thing, but then you started to take it a little bit more seriously and more professionally, Sean, is that right? Yes, yeah, that's right, yeah. Sounds great. All right, well, thanks for introducing yourself. Welcome. Uh, Martin, you were eager to go as well. Uh, let's let's get you out there. Come on, let's, uh, let's share. Okay, uh, yeah, hi, my name's Martin. Um, so before property, I was living in Berlin, um, working at a cocktail bar. Um, and I don't really know what kind of got me into property. I've been reading and kind of learning about property for probably around six years by now, um, just taking in as much information as I could find. And then I did the second group of mastermind, the second mastermind group of Richards. And um, after that, kind of had the confidence to come back to the UK to um, work full time in property. So is it true you were working in a cocktail bar when I first met you? Yeah, I, I, I was thinking I was going to, should I start singing, but I thought, no, I, <laughs> I won't do it to people. It's not a karaoke bar. <laughs> cool. Welcome, Martin. Well, you made a big step. I know that. We'll probably get into that uh, in a bit more detail, but thanks for the introduction. Uh, it's good to have you back in the UK as well. So um, who else is feeling brave enough to step out and uh, tell us a little bit about themselves? I'm happy to go next, Richard. Yes, Dominic. Yes, yeah, so I'm Dominic. I'm 44 years old. Um, I've been working in finance and IT finance, really, um, since I graduated uh, way back in about 2000. Um, so I've been working for banks and financial firms since then, although I've kind of always really wanted to, to work for myself. Um, I bought my first property back in 2007, so that was my residential property, so I lived there for five years. Um, in 2012, I was luckily I managed to save enough money to be able to buy another property without selling my first property. So I moved um, and then rented the first property out. Um, so again, just the classic kind of accidental landlord. Um, and then again, in 2017, I'd managed to save up enough money to, to buy another property. So I knew kind of property was a, a good long-term investment. So purchased a property uh, locally to me just purely then as, a, as an investment buy to let, although, um, yeah, I didn't really know what I was doing then because I wasn't, didn't have much experience in property. Um, so that was in 2017. And then I think about the same time, my partner actually moved in with me as well. So we ended up renting her property out. So we had three properties then. Um, and I think shortly after that, it was kind of like a, a light bulb moment, I guess, where I figured that actually if I kind of get into this a bit more, um, kind of understand what I'm doing, I could probably make a living out of this. Um, so then, yeah, I started to, to kind of educate myself, I guess, and that's how I came across your podcast, Richard, and, uh, yeah, decided to, to make this uh, a full-time endeavour eventually. Fantastic. Well, thanks, Dominic, for that. Um, and, well, maybe I'll come back to where you are and how you're doing things, but we'll, we'll pick that up in a sec. But thanks for the introduction. Appreciate that. And thanks for tuning into the podcast as well. Uh, so we're down to the last three. Who wants to uh, step out? Nana. Uh, my name is Nana. Uh, I'm 34 years old. Um, I came into property because I wanted something passive. It all came as a light bulb when I was in LA and the Heights, uh, Hollywood sign was just wandering around and thinking uh, uh, what should I do? I'm going to be a parent now, me and my missus, and I don't want to work my whole life to I get to the pension. Um, so I looked at several businesses, but property was the main business that I thought I can uh, excel, and my missus like it as well. So. I went and educated myself. I listened to podcasts, Richards, obviously. <laughs> I contacted him, <laughs> everything. And uh, we started our company last year. So we've done some deals. And yeah, that's where we are today. Fantastic. Well, I didn't know what to comment on most because at one point it went a little bit Dalek-like, so I thought it was a bit of Doctor Who. But um, but you were talking about making a decision to go into property at the Hollywood sign in LA. Is that right? Yeah, I was hiking. So we were in LA uh, three weeks or in California.
California. And during those three weeks, I was just wondering what do I want to do with my life? Because it's always when I'm on holiday that, that I start to reflect on my life, what the past year I've gone and where I want to go. So, yeah, I was hiking around. <laughs> I was, should I do drop shipping? Should I do uh, uh, e-commerce or clothes or uh, property? And I was like, no, property is the thing I'm going to go with because that's something that I like. Fair enough. Well, the Daleks return, so perhaps we'll come back to you in a second and hopefully it clears up. But thanks for that uh, elaboration. Uh, another light bulb moment being mentioned. So we're down to two. Silvana or David? I'm happy to go, Richard. Come on then, David. So, um, yes, my name's uh, David. I, uh, I'm 20, 26 years old. And uh, so I guess my journey in property started back in 2016 when I graduated from, from university. My background historically was sport, very much um, sport-focused. Uh, I, I used to swim to quite a competitive standard, so that was my life then uh when i kind of retired as it were from that scene and, and went into the the business world i uh i stepped into i guess the, the world of property working for uh property related businesses whether that was fintech uh type type business development business funding type business so uh it's all been in and around the the property scope the property sphere and uh and now uh, actually i'm at a stage where like to go full-time into property have um big ambitions big hopes in um in, in you know going full-time into, into that world and looking to get onto the ladder as well as uh launch a, well have launched a, a property business so yeah right at the beginning of this uh of this journey thanks david i love the way you say you retired um there from yeah. from competitive <laughs> sport presumably What's that, sorry? Was that from competitive sport? Yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, retired at the age of 22 from competitive sport. <laughs> A young man's yeah. game, is it? The young man's game. Yeah, Indeed it is. Yeah. Perhaps we'll come back Indeed. to that because one of the things I want to talk about later perhaps is some of our motivations and, and, our, and our aspirations. So I know a little bit of yours, but um, if you're up for it, perhaps we can come back to that. Yeah, sure. No problem. Cool. Thanks, David. So I, I guess I don't know why nobody had the good manners to say ladies first, Silvana, but, um, you know, well, maybe we saved the best till last. Who knows? So come on, why don't you tell us about, about yourself? Um, hi, my name is Silvana. I used to work as an accountant and credit controller for big uh, companies um, like big uh, American corporates. And... Um, like in December, I was considering my life and I was tired of living this life where you work for somebody else and you uh, you consider yourself, you, are, you, you don't want to do this life forever. You don't want to retire doing this for, you know, basically uh, spending the most uh, brilliant part of your life uh, to work for somebody else. So um, at some point, um, my husband was listening to Richard's podcast and the Richard was advertising the apprenticeships and um, he came running back to me saying, why don't you um, attend this so we can, you know, you can work full time in property so I, I can support you and this can become your full time job because uh, obviously the scope is to live uh, out of uh, passive income. And the only way is having a portfolio, and you know the, the, the final goal is to be to become financially free, and then uh, live off passive income. That's that's the, the end goal uh, for for me and for us, for my family, basically. Very good. Um, I want to drill down a bit more into that. Thanks, Silvana, um, in terms of the motivations and aspirations. But there's something you said also, which I thought was really interesting because. Uh, we've got a mixture here, haven't we? With there's some some of you are effectively already full time in property, um, and you know working in the field. Silvana, you just said that's exactly what you're doing. You stepped out and you're working, um, and, and aiming to make a go of working full time in property and making this a business or a career. 
uh, that you do all the day, all the time. But some of you are still have a day job or a day business, and you know, property is something that you're developing, if you like, on the side. So, just quick straw poll: How many here um, are you know full time in property now, if you like, and this is it? You know, you this is what you're making work. We'll do a show of hands first of all. So, a couple of you, a couple of you, and, and then the rest of you. So, two out of six are um, effectively have immersed themselves, dive full time already into property, and the other four of you, I guess, it's more of a sideline interest. Is that right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, for, thanks for the audio. I want to go full time, but at the moment, yeah. <laughs> sideline. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, well, let's get on to that then. So, well, um, no, just before we do. So the people who've gone full time, so that's Martin and Silvana. What, what are you doing? What is the direction or the path that you've decided to, to take um, to throw yourself into the deep end, so to speak? Silvana, you to the self straight away. <laughs> um, so I, what I, I started out planning to do sourcing um, full-time. Um, but things don't always move as quick as you expect them to. And, um, yeah, the, there, there, there have been multiple challenges. Maybe we'll get to that later, I don't know. But um, so now I'm doing sourcing. I'm also, um, well, I manage uh, Richard's portfolio in terms of his rentals. And I also do a bit of a video editing for property videos um so the, the there are different parts to how i'm making money at the moment i am essentially full-time in property but not necessarily full-time making money from my own business um but i mean it's it's kind of what i've wanted to do for a while even though it's not kind of my own business i'm still working for someone else but i'm in property and also have time to do my own thing. So, um, yeah, it's perfect for me right now. Sounds good. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Because you've got at least three components there you just uh, rattled off. So uh, I, I always call that like having a portfolio business or portfolio career that you earn your income from multiple different sources um, that you, you kind of outline. Is it is it always going to be the case that you're – kind of be a like an income generating business or are you going to invest into assets property assets as well no so the long-term goal is to start development developments of my own and especially the fact that i'm working so close in terms of with people that are doing developments and doing refurbs and and managing some sides of property that like, i can see that goal happening much quicker than I would have anticipated maybe a year ago. Um, so that's that's the long-term goal, but it's um, kind of sourcing properties and finding finding deals for investors is, is definitely a way that I want to save some money and um, then reinvest it into my own deals. Sounds good. Sounds good to me. And Silvana, I know you went on mute there, but if you're brave enough to share with us what you're doing and the path you've taken, that would be great. So basically, uh, the strategy at the moment is to find uh, a property to flip. And in the way, I would like to learn more about uh, deal sourcing, like Martin, and also um, project uh, managing the property that I want, I'm going to source as well. And uh, yes, it's, things are moving quickly, as you would expect. But I know that this period is not the easiest one because of the virus and because everything's going on and the market is so unpredictable. Um, I, I found a couple of properties this week. By the time I called the, the agent, they told me that the property were already sold. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a weird uh, market. And also, when we spoke last time, we had our one-to-one. -one. You gave some ideas on how to... Um, increase the network and to improve that side so you can uh, be more in contact with investors and this kind of um, uh, people that you need to um, exceed in, uh, in what you want to do, basically. Yeah. I see you're another one, Silvana, aren't you? That effectively, you've got multiple strands to the way you are trying to generate income, um, you know, by being full-time in property. You're going to do the flip that you talked about. 
um, but also you're, you're doing a bit of sourcing, um, project management, I think some other kind of a, uh, investor services you're researching at the moment. Isn't that fair? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so the, you know, I think it's interesting the people who stepped out, they kind of, I don't know where you use the word, because there's a word that's used a lot and probably overused is hustle. But do you feel like you're hustling you too? Do you feel like you're having to do different things to make to make it work? Uh, yes, yes, I think. Definitely. Yeah, thought so. And then, so let's bring the other guys it's in. definitely a grind, oh, sorry. but... Sorry, Martin. I was just going to say, it's definitely like every day is kind of, you just kind of grinding and there's loads of different tasks to complete and that, but... I personally wouldn't have it any other way. So I would much rather, say, work 12, 14-hour days in, in property, doing my own thing, being being kind of self-employed than, than be back working for someone else, some, doing something that's not property-related. I've got a thumbs up from Silvana with that comment as well. So, um, yeah, it sounds like you're both onto that particular script. That's cool. Um, so the four, the four guys then who we been patiently waiting there so um, that means you do have a boss at the moment right so um, yeah um, I'm not saying having a having a job is is bad um, but is that your end game um, you know or and and if so when do you think you might be in a position potentially assuming your boss isn't listening right now um, to to maybe step out who wants to lead us off into that one no no you're on mute I'm afraid Ah, you're off now. Uh, our goal is in two years' time. Uh, I think Corona pushed everything back a little bit, but that's for everyone. Um, I really don't like my job because I work nights and I'm I'm a morning person. So nights and. Uh, I work at a factory company, warehouse company, Volvo. So yeah, that's my boss. Okay. I think they already know that I, I'm, I'm looking to uh, quit my job as soon as possible, but I really don't care because I have all of this uh, insurance. Like if you lost a job, I don't know how it is in the UK, but in Sweden we have, if you lose your job, if you pay every month, that I've done, uh, you get a security insurance that I'll get around uh, 90% of my paycheck. And I don't know how it will work when uh, UK go out, out of uh, uh, EU, <laughs> because it's every, it's in the UA, EU restriction. Uh, that you can use this. So then I can relocate, if I like, to the UK and still get the insurance. But we'll see. Yeah. Well, just let's dwell on that for a second, because you mentioned casually that you're not in the UK. So um, but so where are you, first of all? Sweden. You're in Sweden, right? And so, um, but your investments in Sweden or the UK or somewhere else? In the UK. Yeah. So your 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 activities in the UK, but you're doing it from Sweden. So, how are you finding that? By the way, doing it from a bit of a uh, distance. You need to learn uh, everything from um, habits <laughs> that you have in the UK, from how property sales and how everything goes, etc. Like in Sweden, we don't use the solicitors for purchasing a house, but in UK you, you use it. So it's a lot of things that that's not the same, but I'm always up for learning. So cool. I've been listening to podcasts, as you're aware of, webinars and reading books a lot and YouTube and yeah, education, paid for education, etc. So that's the way I think you need to go when you're going to invest in another country that you're not from mm -hmm. and um the what are you, what sort, sort of strategies are you looking to pursue and will that change in two years time no uh, so for 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 quitting our job i think the easiest part will be to get some rent to rent we have one rent to rent that we're doing at jv we 
So we're splitting the profit, and uh, that's good. So if we could retain more of that, uh, that would be great, because then we can quit our job easy, uh, earlier. But at the same time, buying assets to keep, because that's the end game. Yeah. Yeah. So let, just quickly, so you're doing rent to rent with a joint venture partner overseas? Yeah. Okay, right. <laughs> that's that's nice and straightforward. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, thanks, Nana, for sharing that part. I think um, we'll, we'll go around the table and just pick up the other guys if they're okay to yeah. share. Um, who wants to jump in and tell us about what they're doing you know, on the sidelines and, and what their intentions are in term, and strategies are that they're following right now. Um, yeah, so I guess that I'm um, at the other end of the scale to that. There's no, there's no real, um, I don't have an urgency to, to sort of leave my, my day job. It's, I'm quite happy with it being um, a side hustle. Um, and, you know, hopefully, um, Build up, uh, you know, build up some cash for my uh, my own investments, and then somewhere further down the road, um, you know, then then I can think about that a little more. Um, and obviously, I'm I'm following. Um, the, I'm going down the sourcing route as well. Um, I've teamed up with with one of the other members, uh, set up business. Um, Yes, and it's it's working quite well because there's um, because there's two of us to sort of share the load, so it you know it, it it essentially makes it as if there's someone doing it full time anyway. Yeah, so you've got a side hustle. There's two of you, and you're kind of spreading the load as you called it uh, with sourcing at the same time as having um, some of your own rental properties at the moment as well. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Um, the self-managed at the moment there's only two um and to be honest with you i don't really i don't really have any issues with them so it's you know they are as hands-off as as they you know as they can be there's there's still work involved obviously but um but i think you know as soon as i start increasing that um i'll bring in an agent to sort of manage those then and and obviously i can concentrate on other things that Mm -hmm. And what, what's the idea behind sourcing then? Is it, well, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but what's the idea of sourcing and why you've also got properties on the side? The sourcing really was to build up, um, to build up my own investment fund, really, along with the, with the uh, income I get off the two properties. Um, and then, you, you know, long term, look at, look at other strategies aside from, uh, from just standard by to let, um, and then hopefully you know somewhere along the line move more into development then as well. Okay, and and presumably you can look find your own deals, huh? Um, That's a plus point. Yeah, exactly. Sounds good. Okay, um, thanks, Storm, for sharing. Um, same question. We've got who? David and uh, Dominic, I think. Should we go next? Sure. Yeah, so um, I guess my um, goal is to be able to retire when I'm 50, um, or rather not continue my day job when I'm 50, so that's six years away. So hoping then to um, be financially free um, so that then I can focus full-time on property. So I don't think I'll fully retire because um, I'll still do something, but I'll just be working for myself on the kind of property side. Um, I mean, my current job, I'm a contractor, so I tend to go job to job every couple of years, possibly. Um, so even when I'm 50, if I'm in a good role, I might end up staying there. Um, where I am now is quite a, quite, quite a good role. So um, six years away, probably still won't be in this role in six years, but if I'm in a similar role, um, I may not retire then, but my aim is to be able to, if I want to, when I'm 50, retire from my day job. Cool. And what are you doing, uh, if you like, on on the side with with property? What strategies are you following right now? So the main strategy, I guess, is buy to let. So I have um, a few buy to lets, um, venturing out, I guess, into refurbs as well. So adding value and um, remortgaging. So purchasing cash, uh, doing the place up, and then uh, we're putting some cash out that they, we can then recycle and move on again. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also um, had one HMO, which, as you know, which sourced uh, through yourself. Um, so kind of dipping the toes into that as well. So I think they're kind of my main strategies, the Vitalet, Refurbs, BRR, mm-hmm. and then HMOs as well. So that, that's what I'll focus on initially. So um, yeah. apart from... Um the day job um is there a location influence at all that you're wrestling with uh well you mean where i am now or just in general because something i didn't mention about my goal as well i'd like to be able to when i do kind of retire and focus on property for full time i'd like to be able to just go and work wherever i want six months at a time or live wherever i want six months at a time work remotely yeah move on somewhere else um but yeah i mean currently i'm working out in helsinki with a job i'm on at the moment yeah yeah so investing remotely back in the uk yeah so i, I, I was traveling backwards and forwards quite a lot before the lockdown yeah uh, but then obviously yeah kind of not at the moment yeah was that difficult for you to deal with um or not not so much from a property point of view oh from a property point of view um no because i've got some jv partners that i'm working with back home so uh, if things need doing i have been able to call upon them mm. um yeah, so it's, it's all manageable. So it's all manageable. And obviously, we've assigned good agents for properties that are currently let. Yeah. Um, so, they're, yeah, kind of hands off. I don't, I don't get involved in the day to day. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, you've got some agents, you've got some partners that you can rely upon. And um, obviously, if, you're, if your intention is to be location independent, to coin a phrase, then it makes yeah. sense to set it up from the beginning, doesn't it? That way. Indeed. Yeah, definitely. Sounds good. All right, Dominic, good. So I think uh, I think we've got David then, isn't that right? Yes, that is me. Yeah, um, so I, I'm actually working for a company that works in the property world, property space. So it's, it's an interesting one because I'm learning all the time about the market and sector that I'm interested in anyway, um, which, you know, pros and cons. I'm, I'm working with someone else, but I'm at the same at the same time I work I'm, working in that environment and learning all the time about various different things, financing, partnerships, different model techniques you can use. Um, so, so really my strategy at the moment is I've got, I've got that as, as my day job, as it were. Uh, individually, I'm looking for uh, to get onto the housing ladder. Uh, really what I'm looking for is something that I can, can do up uh, to a degree, either flip it within a short period of time with what's going on in the market, that probably is going to be quite tricky to find to deal that suits that criteria. So it's more looking at something that actually, okay, I maybe have a lodge or turn into a buy-to-let in the, the longer term. So start building out a portfolio um, of, of, of properties and benefit from a first-time buyer. So that's something that I'm, I'm, I'm pushing hard on at the, at the moment. And then there's a kind of the third thing, which is, you know, kind of what you guys have said as well, who work full time as a, a side hustle of sourcing. So um, sourcing buy-to-lets, refurb projects, that kind of thing, single units, and uh, and, and just doing that for, uh, for, for, for some clients, really. So I think, you know, where my goals are going to go is ultimately what I'd like to do is be in a position where that sourcing part uh, creates a pot of money plus clientele basis that I can go full time into there, and then, like Sean, like Martin, like some of the other guys have said, sort of broaden the horizons and look at other alternative kind of models, uh, maybe development. Uh, given my experience in the development sector at the moment, and uh, and take it from there. So, yeah, that that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, it's quite a mixed mixture, though, isn't it? You're working in the in the sector for, you know, your employer, um, yeah. trying to get on the housing ladder, um, yeah, and you know, create some kind of um, income stream, whether it's you know to add value or whether it's a, a lodger for a rental income, uh, and yeah. and then the sourcing to presumably generate additional income, but also other opportunities. So, yeah. So collectively, when do you all sleep? Because, you know, you, it sounds to me like you've got loads of things going on. I think hard work or long hours or, you know, hustle on the side was mentioned quite a bit. So does anybody sleep here? 
<laughs> more or less. Say again, sorry? Not enough. Not enough, though. So what, I kind of joked about, you know, does anyone sleep? But, you know, on a serious note, are you putting the hours in collectively? Do you find that your work-slash-business, own business day is kind of stretched beyond what you might call a regular uh, nine-to-five job or whatever shift it is? Do you think you're working longer hours than perhaps the average person? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah definitely. Always a little bit yeah. in the evenings after the day job, you know, to, to check up on or do. Yeah. yeah. And how do you... I think it's, it's trying to utilise that time. Uh, that you have in the day. So we all have 24 hours. We all have the same amount of hours in the day. And you can use that 24 hours however however you want. And those who are who do have full-time jobs have certain periods of time where you're working for your employer. But that time outside of those, those hours is your time. And it's trying to uh, just time manage that time effectively and, and, and get the balance. I think that's the key as well for longevity is making sure that yes, it is a hustle and yes, it is a, you know, go, go, go. But at the same time, it's got to be that balance where you don't burn out. You don't, you're not working till uh, midnight, say, uh, you know, your body, you know, what you works for you and getting into a routine. And then I think it's just being that discipline and, uh, consistency which I think is something that I've, I've learned is if, if you're putting a few hours in a day, that consistency over time, that snowball effect will, will rack up and it, it starts to produce results. Um, so for me, it's time management and trying to get that consistency right, which is the, I think it's the hard bit actually, consistency for sure. That's a really interesting take on it, to be honest. So um, what about everybody else? Did it resonate with what David's saying? I, uh, yeah. It is, it is about consistency. Uh, I, I agree with David, but my my problem is that I'm uh, the time management. I want to do so much, so and there's not enough time. I feel, and I have to be with my uh, daughter and uh, Emily as well, my fiance. So try to schedule all of that, those things in, so it doesn't you don't get worn out. So, but at the same time, I'm always like, if I don't do it, who's going to do it for me? So, it's a double-edged sword. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it is a double-edged sword. And I think maybe, you know, I, I think the key phrase there was, if you don't do it, who's going to do it for you, right? But um, certainly that. And going back to what uh, well, you touched on a little bit, Nana, and also David said, um, you know the consistency in the time management, um, and and having and, and whether it's up to you. Do, does anyone here outsource at the moment or um, allocate work to other people? I can't, some of you already mentioned to some extent. So um, just kind of get a handle on if you're giving work to other people to make yourself. Yeah, Nana, come on, come back, come back. That's cool. Okay, so uh, the first thing that I noticed just to get a bit of time management. Uh, was that after I read this book, uh, Four Hours Work Week, I was like, all of those small tasks, uh, why don't we just outsource it to someone who's in the Philippines for a, for a small fee so I can have more time with my family and do whatever I want and just focus on the, the important stuff. So that, that's what we have done, uh, me and Emily. We, we sourced it to our VA. So she look at the deals, uh, find deals, and then we make the decision just to double check so it's correct. But all of the searching and all of the news that happened in UK, she just uh, summarized everything and just sent it in an email where, uh, okay, this is important. This has happened in your area, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So that's time. That's time consuming. If if I was doing it on my own, so yeah, um, I think it's worth the three dollars three dollars hours that she gets. And how many hours are they working? Is she working for you? Would you say per week, say or per month? At, at the moment, she's working ten hours per week. A uh, week. Yeah. Yeah. 
But, you know, as you said, well, you've kind of given us a clue to the cost of that, you know, three, $3 an hour, 10 hours a week. So well, $30, $30 a week, Oof, nearly, nearly couldn't do the math then. Um, somebody better get me out of this industry, if that's the case. Yeah, so $30 a week, um, but, you know, that your time, I guess, you see it as having a different value uh, to that. Yeah, cool. And, you know, Dominic, you mentioned already, didn't you, that you kind of, you know, what was your word? You're relying on um, um, joint venture partners and agents. So yeah. from your point of view. Yes, yeah, definitely. And something else I was going to mention is like, I guess, efficiency of your time. So, um, as David said, you only got a certain amount of hours in the day. So, you know, what tasks can you do? So how... Ones sorry. ...into another point before get someone else to do them. So have you got any tips on uh, being efficient with your time? There's any tools you use or uh, techniques that you use? Well, obviously task lists, things like that. There's, there's um, a tool that I've recently started using called Notion, an app, which I, I really like, actually. So I, I feel even though I've been using it like a, a week or so, it's, it's helped me get a lot more efficient. Mm -hmm. um, so you can just put all your notes in there, you know, create task lists, whatever, organize things however you want. Mm -hmm. um, set up Kanban boards. So I've, I've just been doing that, trying to get all my tasks organized because generally I write stuff on pieces of paper and I just have loads of pieces of paper where nothing gets done. <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying to be a lot more organized. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I feel like it's, uh, it's already helping. Cool. And what about the others who haven't spoken so much about this? Any tools or, or techniques that you're using to manage your time or um, outsource perhaps? I think for myself, uh, a real game changer was um, I read the book, uh, Getting Getting Things Done. I think, is it Dave Allen? I think yeah. um, that was a real game changer for me because I was similar to, to Dom. I, I'd write stuff down on paper, but it'd still be sort of in my head. And then um, I was I was always forgetting about things. And then you'd come across a piece of paper a week later, but um so uh, there's a real like handy spreadsheet system that um that he uses in the book where you you, you have different different lists for um like stuff one of them's like a sunday made maybe list um but I, I just found that getting stuff down um on that list um sort of ticking them off moving them over to separate boxes it it you know, really cleared my headspace and um, I was much more productive after that. Thanks, John. Excellent. Um, I don't know if Silvana wanted to contribute, but I know that, Martin, you we've been talking quite a lot about some of the tools and apps that you've been using. Do you want to chip in at this point? Yeah, I, I would say so in terms of if I, if I could go back to when I first moved to the UK, and started being full-time proxy, something I would definitely do different is is structuring my day, how I kind of structure it now. So, I mean, definitely one of my best friends for, for planning things and not forgetting things is Siri. Like, just this, uh, like, as soon as you remember something, I get, I get Siri to remind me of it, uh, say, the next day at 9 a.m. or something like that. And then um, my Google Calendar, and then... I always plan my day the night before, so I have like a little booklet, and then I write what what I, what my tasks are and when I'm going to do those tasks on an hourly basis or half an hourly basis. So my whole day is kind of planned out. Um, and to do that, I just I look at Siri, what I've got her to remind me to do, check those off, put them in the list, look at my Google Calendar, what have I got to do, and then also I've got kind of my KPIs written down for broken down into a weekly basis and they're broken down into days as well so I make sure that for example like I have YouTube videos to edit and that's always on a Sunday so I'll always incorporate that into into my plans as well um, but something going even further in terms of forward thinking for the business and um, saving time is CRM systems that's something that I've been massively looking into recently. Uh, one, the main one that I've gotten into is Podio. Um, during lockdown, um, I spent probably about, well, probably right now about 300 hours just programming Podio, learning it, uh, setting it up. And I'm, I'm probably about 
Mm, I'm probably about halfway to where I want to be. There's a lot to do still, but I've got it to the point where it reminds me to follow up on leads. It reminds me to follow up on connections I've made and I, I can add notes and that type of thing. So CRM system is something I'm going to be building out more and more at the moment. And I think that that will help massively. Yeah, I've been certainly <clears throat> very impressed with the way you've gone about things. Uh, would you say that goes, is that natural to you? Or have you kind of had to train yourself to use these systems and these apps and these routines or disciplines? Uh, I would say I like organization. Like if, I, if I wake up in the morning these days, before I wasn't so much like that, especially when I wasn't working full-time in property, I obviously wouldn't plan my day uh, to the extent I do now. But these days, if I, if I don't plan my day the night before, I wake up and I, I feel a bit lost. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, it, it's, it feels strange to not have it all planned out. Um, and it just makes, makes it much simpler. I do like organization. So, I mean, when I work, I always have to have a clean environment. Before I go to bed, my night routine is to clean my whole apartment. So I wake up to a nice, clean place. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of like... Organize. I, I like the organization side of things, but I wouldn't say I was always like that. No, it's something that, uh, yeah, I, I kind of like the saying, a clean environment, a clean mind, and then, yeah, it, it's, I find it easier to get things done. I see quite a lot of nodding as you're talking there, you know, people resonating with that. I don't know, Silva, if you've got anything you wanted to chip in with at this point, um, you, you don't have to, but if there was anything on the sort of systems and uh, outsourcing side of things in particular? Uh, uh, basically, I try to systemize my days. Um, when I need to remember anything, I write down everything. If I make a new, uh, a new piece of paper in the diary, if I need to, if I make a contact with the state agent, I write down uh, straight away the name. I put everything in my uh, Outlook in the calendar, so I remember to call them once a week just to check with them and see where we are and see if we're making any progress and so they will remember me because I'm going to, <laughs> going to be their nightmare and uh, yeah, so because I used to do the same when I was working as a training controller, so I used to put everything down in Outlook and write down everything on the paper. Even my uh, book, I have uh, a book without dates, without anything. I used to write down everything because if I didn't get that down the day, I keep a copy until I, I got the task down. So, yeah, it's the same basically, probably because I was organized that way. So, nothing has changed. I want to improve. I'm, I'm sure that there is always uh, room for improvement. And I want to buy the same book that Sean was talking about because I heard of that when I was doing the uh, project management uh, course. So we'll check on that as well to see if there is something that I can use to improve. Sounds good. Sounds good. Atomic Habits is another one as well. It's a good book um, as a general. But I mean, I think the point of this part of the conversation was to talk about systems and organization, um, you know, routine and also outsourcing and utilizing other people so you can um, be more efficient you know, plan your time, uh, focus on your, your key priorities. That seems to be the kind of a the bit, of, a bit of a summary takeaway there, using other people, using systems and apps and tools to help you get more done because, um, you know, you have to be highly productive. Many of you are still working, so it's a hustle. But even the ones who are working, um, sorry, working full-time in property, still need to be efficient to get more done. So one of the key characteristics there, you don't always hear a conversation like this down the pub to be honest. So um, there's something a bit different uh, going on here with this. And uh, what I'm going to do, though, um, I did threaten you that if we talk and it's, it's all nice, you know, quality conversation, we might run into a two-parter. So I'm going to probably just hit pause right now um, and we'll, we'll come back and we'll pick up the conversation in part two. So thanks for joining me on part one. If you want to get a quick drink or anything like that, we're going to come back to part two imminently. So that's the end of uh, part one. Um, we've all gone and had a little drink and uh, refreshed before we get back into part two, which of course you're going to hear next week. 
Um, yes, there was a Hollywood moment even in amongst that. You might not have heard it because we had to edit out some of the, um, there was a bit of a poor signal at one point in time. But Nana talked about, he decided to go full-time in property at the Hollywood sign in, in LA. So uh, I don't think I've heard that before. <laughs> but, um, it, you know, we, we can all decide at different points in time with different triggers and different stimuluses that, you know, this is this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it. So it was fantastic to hear that. Um, there were there was um, a few takeaways. I just quickly summarise in part one. You know, things don't always move as quickly as you would want to. It was uh, came out quite early actually in the conversation, and so there was a little bit of adaptability, a little bit of flexibility that needed to take place, and not least of which, how people are deriving their income, especially if they're already full time in property. There was the, um, the, the, you know, some people who are building their own business as a sideline. It's a side hustle, literally. And in fact, every single one, uh, when I checked, uh, every single one of the six uh, guests put their hand up when I said who's working, you know, long hours, if you like. There was this, this element of putting in the hours at this point in time, uh, an element of de delayed gratification, if you like, to build a better future. So putting the hours in now, maybe, so that they don't have to quite work as hard in the future. I did note that. And um, there was also the, uh, if I don't do it, then who's going to do it for me comment that came out. There's another observation. I thought there was a n number of people nodding when that, that came about. This isn't easy. That's my point. This isn't easy. Not everybody's doing this. And uh, it takes something uh, special um, to actually put yourself out there to do this, to keep going, um, especially after a hard day's work um, or, you know, you're being let down or you haven't got an income or whatever else coming in. So that was there. And then, you know, towards the end of the conversation, we also started to talk about organization, uh, productivity, time efficiency, some of the tool systems and apps that people are using um, to, to get out there as well. So that was kind of an interesting point, wasn't it, to, be, you know, talk about being organized, being prof um, uh, yeah, uh, so prioritizing, I think is the word I'm looking for, prioritizing our time so that we're focusing on what's really important. And uh, there's a number of book references there as well. I'm sure you picked up as, along the way. So um, I think we're going to, probably going to get into the point that there's an element of uh, personal development and growth also that goes alongside the business development and growth, um, as you'll probably hear, no doubt, in, in part two. But let's, uh, let's return for part two next week. That's the end for part one right now. As usual, you can find the show notes over at the website, thepropertyvoice.net. If you'd like to talk to me about uh, anything from today's show, you can reach me, podcast, at thepropertyvoice.net. Be more than happy to hear from you. And obviously what I'll do is collect the contact details uh, of the guests and I'll share those in the show notes as well. They do actually share them at the end of part uh, two, but I'll, I'll make sure they're in the show notes for part one as well. If I get my act together, that is. So, um, yeah, I guess that all that's all that remains. The show notes will be there, as I mentioned. Uh, do come back for part two. Um, it was an interesting conversation. There's a lot of um, relatability, I think, uh, hopefully you're finding from these panellists, uh, not just this week, but in previous weeks as well, and, of course, in the weeks before that. Hope you're getting something out of it. So there we go. Uh, that's all from me this week. And uh, until next time on the Property Voice Podcast, it's Jack. Thank you for listening today. Now head over to thepropertyvoice.net for more inspirational content and get updates through our mailing list. Join us next time on the Property Voice Podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to rate us on iTunes.